Hey guys, welcome back to the Theology High podcast. Praise the Lord. Hopefully you guys are having a blessed day today. And uh, I want to just share a a scripture with you guys. And, and hopefully it's a, it's, it's a blessing um, to your lives. Um, you know, I've just been thinking a lot about, you know, especially with all this quarantine thing going on right now and everybody well especially here in, in la everybody's getting really antsy you know i just went to home depot and i was behind someone and this guy was just like looking at me like yo you need to back up i was just like all right you know just you know just let let, let him be him you know but you know everybody's getting so antsy and you know everybody's getting so you know frustrated and you know, maybe a little scared of the unknown and um, not knowing what's going to happen. You know, um, I've been hearing that um, that they might be pushing this whole quarantine to the end of June. So we don't know what's really going to happen. So, uh, you know, w- one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I also wanted to make this podcast was because... Um, I want to I want to be able to help those people that have left the church to come back to the church. You know, um in my me my personal um experience uh when I was a when I was a junior, you know, and um and a youth, you know, I saw a lot of young people, you know, leaving the church for certain circumstances that had happened and you know, different, you know, doctrinal issues that made them not feel welcome at the church. And maybe, you know, it was also the people from the church that made them feel a certain way, you know, but, um, I want to talk to those people too, you know, and I want to be able to bring them back. Cause you know, you know, this is all for the honor and glory of God. This is all to, uh, encourage and enlarge the kingdom of, of, of heaven. So, um, I'm going to call this come back to Christ. Okay. And, um, and I was reading, uh, Luke 15 verse 11 through 32. And for those of you that don't know what that scripture is, it's a pretty famous scripture. And, uh, it's, uh, one of three parables that Jesus, uh, spoke at that time. Um, and so we're just going to read and, you know, and just, I made some, some, um, some notes and hopefully it it, kind of flows and, and it could just be a blessing to your lives. And, um, so, you know, just jumping into it, you know, Christ told the parable of the lost or particle son in response to the Pharisees. And teachers of the law criticizing him for welcoming and eating with sinners. Uh, This parable was one of three parables that made point that God searches for the lost, whether a lost sheep, a coin, or a person. A parable of the prodigal son son goes goes something like this. Uh, Verse 11. Then he said, this is Jesus speaking. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that falls to me. 
So he divided them his livelihood. You know, it's funny because it's always it's always the young ones, you know? The young kids or the young sibling always is like, they, they always want to do their own thing because they feel like they're maybe they're not good enough or they feel like uh, their parents don't really pay attention to them or for whatever reason. But us older kids, <laughs> we feel like, you know, they're paying the uh, the parents give them more attention, you know, and you know the 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 younger son asking for his father for uh, for his share of what would eventually be his inheritance, you know, it was already his, you know, um, but that's remarkable and even shocking. Even if an ancient ancient law, a Jewish or Roman, had provision for doing what the son wants his father to do, it is of affront to the father. In the ancient world, as today, an inheritance is received only at the death of, a, of the parent. Therefore, the son's request amounts to saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. I wish you were dead, Dad. I wish you were dead because I want my inheritance. I want what's mine. You know, and I don't think, you know, obviously th this was a parable, you know, but I don't think he, he knew that that's what he was saying by asking his, his, uh, inheritance now can you just imagine how a father would feel i mean i don't have any kids right now but i'm pretty sure if you know if i would have told my dad you know man dad i wish you were dead i'm pretty sure he would have i, I would have hurt him you know and um so so for those of you that don't have a father jesus is our father and he is the most absolute best role model that we we can all have so uh, continue on to verse 13 and not many days after the younger son gathered all all together journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possession with a prodigal living um so when the son leaves home for a distant country, he distances himself from his father and older brother, not only ge uh, geographically, but also psychologically. He is, in short, done with being with his father and others in the household. You know, sometimes um, I remember when when I left to college, um, I didn't really know how hard it was going to be. I, I had no idea. I was 18. I was going off to college. Uh, I had a little bit of money saved. <laughs> that money didn't last for nothing. You know, I mean, because living by yourself you know you, you gotta understand you gotta pay rent 
you got to pay, you know, utilities, water, gas. I'm missing one. Water, gas, electricity, and trash. You know, if if you have to pay that, and then car insurance, gas, food, um, little uh, amenities that 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 you want to do. You know, but everything costs money. You know, and sometimes it's funny because even now as an adult, I feel like most of our money go, goes to food. <laughs> and it's like, yo, like, where did all our money go? And it's like we go to our, our, our bank statement and it's all on food. And so I didn't really know how hard it was going to be. And I'm pretty sure. He did not know how hard it was going to be. But again, him thinking, hey, I have this whole money. I can do whatever I want. I can I can treat friends, quote unquote friends, that they're going to be there. Uh, but we'll see what happens when the money's gone. Or are they still going to be there? And usually they're not because they're just there because you have money. You buy them things, and and those aren't really your friends. You know, those are people that take advantage of you. I'm very grateful that I I met um, you know many friends. You know, but I'm grateful that I met you know one one of many great friends, and you know he he really took me under his wing and and just took care of me. You know, let me uh, let me. Uh, know where like the good places were where the bad places were and and just kind of you know just gave me advice and just and just let me you know if if i wanted to kick it with him you know he he would let me you know and and so um you'll find out who your your real friends really are so coming back to this romans 121 for although they knew god they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's why we have to be very careful what we we don't um, that we don't fall uh, away too far from God. But I mean, at the same time, we shouldn't be be. Uh, Falling away from God at all. You know, yes, God gives us free will. He, he, he allows us to do whatever we want. But the thing is, is that once we let ourselves do one thing. And. It's, it's it, it, there, there's a saying, I forgot where in scripture it is. I, I can't, I can't think about it right now, but. I guess it's kind of like concrete, right? So you have to add water. So let's say water is a sin, right? You know, we add a little bit of water, you know, to, to the concrete. And, you know, the more water you add, the more water you add, the more water that you, you add, the concrete becomes useless. It becomes useless. You can't do anything with it anymore unless you add more, you know, rocks and 
uh, more concrete to it to make it stiffer. But we shouldn't be we shouldn't be going away from God because then it just becomes harder or it seems for us to be harder to just come back. And that's kind of what I what I was thinking when I was, you know, doing doing this um this thought was that, you know, people feel like they're so far from from God, from Christ that they they feel like there's no way of coming back. They they're just too far too far out. Oh, I've sinned so much, you know, I I am I'm so deep, you know, I I've there's no way God would want me back. But let's 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 continue on and let's see let's see what God has to say to you. Okay? Let, let's see what God has. So uh so then obviously, you know, the the boy he had spent all his all all of his inheritance. He spent it all. He had no more money, no more friends, no more nothing. Worst part is no family around, no friends around, nobody around. So now he's lonely. Now he's missing something. Now he's longing for something. But what is that? You know, sometimes we go through life and we're we're like, man, there, there's something there's something missing. Like what is it? There's a lot of people in life that go through life not knowing what that thing is. But again, let's let's keep let's keep reading and we'll answer we'll answer all those questions uh but when he had spent all his all his money then arose a severe famine what kind of famine was it well uh famine in greek is limos or limus uh and it's uh it's a a, a hunger famine uh, it was uh, its, its origin is scarcity of food, and um, and if we could just think about this today, you know, there's a obviously it's not a famine, but everybody's in quarantine, um, everybody's you know isolated, um, and we're just kind of wondering day by day what's gonna happen figuring it out, just taking it easy, you know, and, and just trying to figure out, just trying to figure out what's going to happen. And continuing on in that land. And he began to be in want. Then went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he said, he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. Now, let's pay attention to that right there. No one gave him anything. Which means that not, which means that the swines didn't even allow him to eat. 
eat the food. So he was he here. So so the pods that the younger the younger son longed to eat were uh carob carob pods. Um the fruit of a serotinia silica. Uh Mm, some common names are carob tree, St. John's bread, Lucas tree, and uh, Egyptian fig. Although the carob tree grows to 55 feet in the United States, in Israel, carob trees are smaller. After uh, poll- pollination, uh, long up, they they go. They're about. 12 inches, 12 inches by one inch, uh, pods and, uh, that, you know, th- that develop. Pods are filled with stuff, brown pulp, and 10, 13 flat, hard seeds. Um, for us Mexicans, it looks like tamarindo, okay? That's how it kind of looks. Like. I guess kind of like green beans. Yeah. Is it green beans? I'm not sure, but it looks like tamarindo. Um, but they're like longer, longer than tamarindo, and they're more flat. Um, and l- l- like I said, uh, we got to remember that not even the swine gave or allowed him to eat. How low can you get that even an animal is somewhat Controlling your life. So what's controlling your life right now? What is that swine that's in your life? We can see that he was longing for something. He was missing something. Something he knew and was empty. Not just his friends and money, but what he was missing was his father. That's like many of us right now. We are in this quarantine. And I think we can listen more to God more than ever before. Why? Um, because there, there is no filters covering God's hands. Letting us know that he is there. You know, we become so numb to the world. You know, the world is so loud. You know, we have media. We have, you know, um, billboards. We have cars. We have work. We got friends. We got dinners. We got parties. We got, you know, gatherings. We got uh, we got so many distractions. We We have become so numb that we can't hear God's voice. But now that we're in quarantine, now that we have to be at home, 
unless you have an essential job. But now, but now you're at home. What? Now, let's just pray a little bit. Let's ask God, hey, God, you know, sorry that I, uh, I've been ignoring you for this, for this long time. But I hope that you're, that, that you can still hear me out. I hope that you can, uh, forgive me, you know, I hope that you can, I can somehow still hear your voice. And, and a lot of us, you know, we are missing, missing God. He's a call away. Just, just make, just make that U-turn. You know, that song, you know, Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, we, we, we can do that too. Or instead of. Going towards sin, just turn around. Just turn around. Oh no, but I'm 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 too deep. I'm I'm so close to my destination. So what? So what? You rather you rather lose your salvation? Just because you don't want to turn around? Just for that sin? Just for that one moment? Just turn around. Make make that Yui. We want, you know, we sometimes, um, we go further away from God. And it seems like, why turn around? He's already too far. We, we, we've gone too far away from God. My sins are, oh my gosh, if, if, if you know what I did, or if you know what I've done, <laughs> so what? This isn't a competition. God is still going to say, Come to me. He's just waiting. He's letting you do you. Again, he, the father said, hey, man, you, you, you want my inheritance? Here. You want to leave? Okay. You, you, you want to be mad at me? You want to you wanna curse me? You want to you, you wish that I was dead? Okay. You don't want to talk to me? Okay. But God is always there. He's waiting patiently. We think that we've gone so far, but we forget that God is everywhere. We forget that we can just turn around and ask God for forgiveness, and he's going to be there. 
He's going to be there. Verse 17. But then he came to himself and he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread? Bread enough to spare. And I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your higher servants. Verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way, great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his, on his neck and kissed him. Obviously, he didn't fall on his neck. <laughs> you know, that would have been a very short story. <laughs> no, but, you know, you know, um, you know, when you hug someone and you put, you know, your your head on your shoulder on, on someone's shoulder, that's kind of what happened. Um, so Jesus betrays the father as waiting for his son. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? L let's keep reading. Perhaps daily, okay, perhaps daily searching the distant road, hoping for his appearance. The father notices him while he was still a long way off. The father's compassion assumes some knowledge of the son's pitiful state. Possibly from reports sent home. During that time, it was not the custom of men to run. Yet the father runs to greet his son. Why would he break conventional convention for this wayward child who had sinned against him? The, the obvious answer is because he loved him and he was eager to show him that he loved that that love and restore the relationship when the father reaches his son not only does he throw his arms around him but he also greets him with a kiss of love and you can look um 1st Peter 5:12 He is so filled with joy that his son's return that he doesn't even let him finish his confession. Nor does he question or lecture him. Instead, he unconditionally forgives him and accepts him back into fellowship. The father running to his son, greeting him with a kiss and ordering the celebration is a picture 
of how our Heavenly Father feels towards sinners who repent. How awesome is that? How awesome is that, that Jesus is waiting for you? Waiting for the sinner. Just just walking around, just, oh, man. When's my son? When is my daughter coming? I, 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 know, they'll, I know they'll be, they'll be here. I, I just know it. Walking back and forth, thinking about you. Where's my daughter? Where's my son? Even, af- even after everything that you did, he's still there, searching, waiting. He, his, his, his father didn't even ask him, where were you? Did you spend all the money? Where did you spend it? Nothing. Nothing. And see, and, and, and that's the thing, right? That's the thing. When, when we feel like we've gone so far from God, we feel like we have to be, we feel like we have to explain everything that we did. But the thing is that God already knows. God already knows our hearts. God already knows our past, our today, our future. He knows that we messed up. He knows that we're sinners. And yet, God will run towards you and hug you and kiss you. And show you how much he loves you. No matter what we have done. You know, sometimes, you know, I I grew up in a time where, you know, there was a lot of preaching about heaven and hell. You know, if you do this, you're going to hell. If you do this, you're going to hell. And it was just so hard, man. It seemed like it was so hard to make it a heaven. You know, it was it was in you know in in you know hitting that two thousand year. Everybody thought the world was gonna end. I don't know. It seems a little bit like right now, right now, but they thought Y two K. The world was gonna, you know, gonna burn and crash. People were were going to the stores, buying all the water, all the food. I don't remember toilets. I mean, uh, toilet paper. But I do remember water and food. You know, and so, yeah, Jesus is waiting for us. He's looking for us. He thinks about us. I mean, even just that, even when we don't think about him, he's thinking about us.
even when we don't think about him, he still think he still thinks about us. And he's not going to get us in trouble. He's not going to scold us. He's not going to, you know, uh, tell us why we did this, why we, we did that. Oh, I'm angry at you. I'm angry because of this. I'm angry. Nothing. No questions, no lecture. Just unconditional love and forgiveness. God greatly loves us. He loves you. He loves me. Patiently waits for us to repent so he can show us his great mercy. Because he does not want any, anyone to perish, nor escape as though by fire. And I want to read this, I want to read this other, other uh, scripture. It's found in second uh Ephesians Ephesians 2 uh 2 through 10 This is powerful man You know this re- this verse right here really you know we all go through seasons man We all go through seasons we all go through our our you know our difficult years and and whatnot And and this one spoke to me and I hope that it can speak to you. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Okay, just so, so just like the sun. Okay, just like the sun. Following the, the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath. Like the rest of mankind, but God Okay. And and this is where God steps in and goes, "Hold up. Wait a minute. Here 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 I come." But but God being rich and mercy because of great great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by the grace, by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness 
toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God. I know that I, the last, I believe it was the last episode that I was talking about grace. And, and again, grace is a gift of God. Now resulted, again, um, verse 9, now result of works so that no one may boast. For we are workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. How amazing is that, man? How awesome is that? Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. God just waiting, man. Patiently waiting. Just like the just like the boy. He realized, hey man, you know, I had it good. And some and sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes us to make those mistakes to realize that we were good. We were good back then. That we were good with God. We had we we were happy with God. Verse 21 from, from Luke, from the story. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted cat calf here and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. Psalms 103, 10, 13 says, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay, re repay us according to our iniquities. So he's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna see our sin and be like, okay, well then you deserve this much. You, you like oh man, I forgot what it was. I think it's India or something. Like it's like for certain things, like you get like hit with like uh like a baton or something. I don't know how many times, but like you have to let yourself get hit. And I don't know what happens if <laughs> If you're like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to let you hit me. But um, but that's not how God does things. God's not going to punish you because you, turn, you turned around, you made that U-turn, and now you're back with Christ. God's not going to be like, okay, well, now you're with me, 
but let's check out what what let's check out what you did no for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him and see and that's the thing some of us have lost the fear of god we have lost the fear of god you know now you know me as a man you know there i'm i'm <laughs> i'm i'm not going to lie i'm a little hesitant to say it, but you know when i see a cute girl man i'm like ah ah oh you i can't like it it got me like i sinned you know and i'm like oh god i'm sorry man like forgive me jesus but now now that i'm working and, and i'm being a little bit more aware now now i just see a girl and i'm like oh nope not not today <laughs> not today you know not today satan get thee behind me you know nah man no no nah. i'm going to let the holy ghost the holy spirit work in me and it's a it's a it's a work in progress i'm still going to need work i'm still going to need uh more time but as long as i'm working as long as i'm you know working to be holy like god to be perfect like god as far as the east is from the west so far does he remove our transgressions from us as a father shows compassion to his children so the lord shows compassion to those who fear god who fear who fear him i think when to come back god is asking us to come back and god is not asking us to fear him in a way of like oh man i got to be afraid of god no it's a loving fear It's a respectful fear. And 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 even 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 this verse right here. This is a powerful verse. Psalms 103. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far does he remove our transgressions from us as a father shows compassion to his children so the lord shows compassion to those who fear him i'm sorry i i know i i just read read that but i had to read that again that's powerful by itself verse 24 For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. So what what does this mean? 
this means that when he took off with all his riches, with all his inheritance, he started doing what a prodigal son would be doing without his father. He was dead and lost. So how many of us right now are dead and lost? That's why I said, you know, there's sometimes there's something, something is missing and there's something in need and, and we feel it in our chest and our bodies. And it's like, what, what am I missing? What, what is that? Why do I feel lost? Why, why do I feel dead inside? Why do I feel like I have no, no desires in life? Why do I feel like everything's meaningless? And again, it's because we're so, we're so bombarded with everything, with media, with, you know, especially right now with the whole COVID-19, you know, we have to be wearing masks. We have to be, you know, uh, uh, practicing social distancing. We have to be um, um, washing our hands, being being more cleaner, and it's it's all just bad news. It's all bad news. You know, people that are not working, what's going to happen to them? Where, where am I going to get, you know, our paycheck? How, how are we going to pay rent? How are we going to, you know, eat? How are we going to feed our kids? You know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? It's all these, all these things. But if we come back to God, but if we come back to Christ, we can trust in him. And we're going to be, we're going to be alive and we're going to be found. Just the thing is, are we willing to, to make those changes? Oh, but what are our, what are, what are friends going to say? You know, you know, now that they don't see me drinking or now that they don't see me doing certain things that I'm, I used to be doing. What are they going to say? Who who cares, man? We're talking about your salvation. We're talking about being with God in glory. Right now, we, we care about what everybody thinks about us. And the only person, the only thing that should matter who thinks anything about us is God. Oh, but what about Instagram? What are my friends going to say? Or Snapchat and Facebook and TikTok and this and that. Who cares? Who cares? Well, those people. Yeah, but those people are not going to take you to heaven. You having a relationship with God, that's going to take you to heaven. 
you having a relationship with God, you coming back to Christ, you being found and being brought back to life, living in the light with Christ. That's the best thing that, that, that we can ask for. Now, verse 25. Now his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing. So he called one of one of the servants and asked what these things meant. He said to him, "Your brother has come, and because he uh, and because he has received received him safe and sound. Your father has killed the the, the fatted calf, but he was angry and would not go in." <laughs> Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as as this son of of yours came, like hold up, he's not he, he's not your brother no more. <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> who who has devoured your li livelihood with harlots? You killed the fatted. Well, hold up. How does this homeboy know that he was with harlots? Okay, I, I, okay, that, that, that's for another subject. Okay, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me. And all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again. And he would, and he was lost and now he's found. Sometimes our, you know, Sometimes our brothers and sisters now talking to, you know, church, uh, church folk now, they see someone new or someone that they, they, they knew that, you know, they've been living in sin or they've been doing, you know, some crazy things. But then they turn their lives to Christ and instead of being happy for them and rejoicing with them, they're like, what is he doing here? Like, hold up. What? Why are you treating him like this? Don't you know that in don't you know Luke 15:7 says, "Just so I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 riches righteous persons who need no repentance." And yet, just because we know their past, okay, just because we know, oh, 
oh, you you don't even know. You don't even know what that person was doing. <laughs> okay, but that's what happens when you turn your life to Christ. God has forgiven them from from those things, from those sins. And now and now you're acting like God. Who gave you that authority? Who made you the the let me see the sinner that's coming to church or grade him and if he's worthy enough, we'll let him in. Come on now. So just because, again, you know, we're, we shouldn't be fine about this. We should be rejoicing. You have been saved. You have been saved and loved and have been filled with the gift of the Holy, Holy Spirit. But maybe you are, you are too comfortable and unmovable. Well, this sinner has gone through what God allowed him to go through and come out victorious and be saved. We need to change our way of thinking. We are not better than anyone. God sees us equally. He loves us unconditionally. Let's get off our high horse and come together like never before because our goal is the same it's to be with Jesus Christ you know and 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 it's funny because i remember that uh that happened uh i remember there was a time when uh there was this uh brother that came to Christ and you know he 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 was being used and opportunities were given to him and some of us were like yo but you know i've been here this whole time why can't i do that why why can't they put me in that situation why can't they use me for this and sometimes it's because we're not mature enough or sometimes we just don't ask just like the father said You've been with me this whole time. Everything that I have is is yours. Everything is yours. Like you could have asked me for anything, and I would have, I would have given, I would have gladly have given it to you. And so sometimes, you know, us people that, or us from, you know, that, that go to church, we get, we get to a level that we're like, we think we're holier than, than thou. And that's wrong. And we shouldn't be like that. Because something is going to happen in our lives that we're going to be so down and dirty and on our knees that we're not going to know what to do. 
and you don't even know that that brother or that sister is going to help us get out of that uh, um, rut. Well, <laughs> I totally forgot what I was saying because my uh, my iPad died. It didn't die. It was doing uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forget what it's called. Like a upgrade or download or something. I'm like laptop, and so I totally forgot what I was what I was saying. So. Uh, I'm I, I'm just gonna pick it off <laughs> where I think uh, I left off. Um, so uh, I'm pretty sure I I read I read Luke fifth uh, fifteen verse seven uh, where it says just so I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety nine uh, righteous persons who need no repentance. And um, and then I was so I I was also saying God sees us all equally, loves us unconditionally, let us off, and and let us get off our high horse and come together, like never before, because our goal is the same and is to be with Jesus Christ, and um, so yeah, so we uh, um, so I'm <laughs> I'm like totally lost right now. But hopefully I can get back on track. Uh, I think one of the truths we discover in Jesus' story is that we have we have all rejected the love of our Father, the love of God. Um, some of us run from from home in outright rebellion. Others uh, others of us stay home and begin to think God owes us. We don't need we don't need his grace because we deserve his love. We may even start wanting blessings from God more than we want a relationship with God. And 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 see, and that's the that's the thing, right? So as the as the older brother in the story, he, he had everything. He had money, he had, and, and it's funny that he says, you know, he says, um, to, you know, he, he couldn't even give him a go. Like, I'm pretty sure if he wanted to, he could have asked his father, Hey dad, like, can I get a goat for me and my friends? And his dad would have been like, yeah, go right ahead. Like, you know, it's like, for example, like when I go home and you know, like my parents and stuff are there like, Oh, can I grab this? It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, why? like, why, why do you have to ask? This is your house. Like, you know, get it. You know, you don't, ask, you don't have to ask for permission. So I think this is a, kind of the same thing that, you know, that we're seeing here. And, and yet when, when, when someone else comes, a sinner comes to, to the Lord and asks for repentance, we're like, well, wait, hold up. <laughs> what is Who does this guy think he is? And we're jealous. Why are we jealous? We we have everything. And we shouldn't be jealous. We should be rejoicing with him that he's that he came out of darkness and and now he's in light. And um you know, so I think 
Um, we just need to be able to um, acknowledge the things that we have, you know. Um, and it's funny because, you know, the day Jesus told his parable, they, there were sinners gathered around him, right? And and there were and and there were religious people, so like the Pharisees and the scribes and stuff. And and the sinners easily found themselves in the story, realizing that that like the younger son, they had rejected God. The religious people didn't find themselves in the story. Why? They didn't see themselves in the in in in, in the older brother. They were the older brother. The religious people, the scribes, the Pharisees, they knew, supposedly, they knew everything about God that they, you know, they knew scripture, they knew everything. They, And what good was it for them to know all this knowledge? And yet, they couldn't even realize that God was right there in front of their faces. What good is that, that knowledge? It doesn't work. And, you know, we can maybe say, well, they didn't see themselves, uh, you know, in, in the story because maybe they were too high on their horse. Oh, how am I going to get down and... And be around these sinners. Like, scribes, Pharisees, please. Please, get off your high horse. No one among us, among us is greater than the other. Oh, but I know scripture more. <laughs> so what? So you should you should be loving more. You should be grateful more. You should be showing by by your example how great the love of God is. But instead you're boasting that we just read. We just read that we shouldn't be boasting. That we should not be boasting. Ephesians 2 uh, eight, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, but it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So we need to humble ourselves. We need to acknowledge that we are all here together. We're all here to reach God. We're all here for the same thing. And we're fighting each other. Why? Because we don't have we don't have God in us. Oh, yes I do. That's what the Pharisee said. That's what the scribes said. And they couldn't even acknowledge that, hey, I am in this story. I am lost. I am dead. 
but I need to be found. I do need to be alive with Christ. So we just need to understand that, you know, we're not, um, we're not all perfect. And, um, uh, we may even start wanting, uh, you know, uh, where was I, you know, my, my guess is that today, still today, religious people struggle to see the ways they've rejected God. Well, what do you mean? How, how can I reject God if I'm if I'm doing the will of God? Okay, well, yeah, but h- how does that look like? Are you just boasting? Are you are you doing it for God? Because again, we we have especially people with that are pastoring the sheep, they need to be able to give them solid food. I mean, of course, there are some some believers that, you know, that are, are beginning and they're going to have to eat, you know, liquid things. You know, the Bible says milk. But then th- there has to be a point where, where we get to start eating meat, eat solid foods. When, when we can't be babies for the rest of our lives. We got to grow up. We got to grow up. But but all this to say is that God wants us to come back to him. If we could just shut all these things down and 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 let us be able just to hear what God has to say. Let us open our hearts, our minds, our soul, our spirit just to say, God, what is it that you want me to do today? God, you know what? I'll, I'll start praying again. You know, and, and that's and, and that's the thing. There's people that there's brothers and sisters that have gone away from Christ and now they have children. Are you are you not thinking about their life? Why are you gonna make it harder for them? Just because maybe you know we're angry at at uh, at a certain brother that they that they looked at us wrong or that they said something wrong, we're gonna make it hard for our children because of that. We're gonna let our children struggle. We're gonna let our children struggle with the fact that they could be in Christ right now, but because of our insecurities, but because of our our selfishness we're doing that to them now jesus is is there 
Jesus is looking for you. He's he's thinking about you. He's wondering where you're at. And he's saying, my daughter, my son, I'm right here. I'll run towards you. I'll hug you. I'll I'll lift you up. I'll, I'll bless you. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to worry about what you did. You don't have to worry. You don't have to explain to me anything. Just come to me. Just come to me. This is one of one of my main reasons why I wanted to make this podcast because I wanted to reach those that have have quote unquote slid back or backsliders. You know, the only difference between a backslider and someone that's in church is, well, you know, there's really nothing that big of a difference. They're just playing. It's a show. But let us fear God. Let us fear God. Let us love God. Let us come back to Christ. And he will forgive us from all of our sins. And he will will embrace us. And he will throw our sins to the deepest part of the oceans and never bring them back. I hope this was a blessing to you guys. God bless you guys. Stay safe. Try try not to be listening to the media too much, guys. All this negativity, all this, it's, it's not good for the body. I know that they're telling us not to not to go outside, but try to get try to get some sun um, in you. Uh, we you know we need those vitamins and and we need our, our our immune system to be in top top notch. So um, get some fresh air. Don't try to be home all day. Um, Walk around, do some, do something with your kids or your dogs, but pray and ask God what what he wants from you today. God bless you guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. God bless you guys, and thank you again for joining me at the Theology High Podcast. Thank you. God bless you guys, and I'll see you on the next one.